everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing again from our friend Liz, who spoke about the role of Step 7 in her recovery. Please enjoy. Hi, I'm Hindi. I'll take my time in a 10, a 5, and a 1, please. Um, I can be heard? Just come yep. Up. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Liz. I'm gratefully recovering in this program. Um, you can't see me, but <laughs> what's happening right here in my space is... I have, um, I feel like I'm one of those charts of a detective trying to solve a mystery. I have like an outline on my computer. I have my yellow book in front of me. I have my red book text here. And then I also have the Bill of Rights because today what I want to focus on is um, I really like to talk about the steps and I specifically want to talk um, about the seventh step. And for me, that had a lot to do with the laundry list and um, the Bill of Rights for me. So I'm going to apologize in advance to this. Um, I know, so for me, a big part of my story is I came into this program after um, working a lot of other 12-step recovery before I got here. So a lot of my point of view coming into ACOA um, is sort of, my own vision of it compared to my 12-step experience before. So some of you have, who came in that way might relate to that, but I still think hopefully it'll be a lot in here um, that people who this is their first program or new can relate to as well. So um, when I first um, came to this program, I had a lot of 12-step under my belt um, my life, especially the externals and the way I could take care of myself physically, had um, become much, much more manageable. Um, but the inside parts were still really, really, really painful and broken. To the point where now, about uh, five years coming to this program, I can't even believe that that's how I lived for so long that that was my day-to-day, minute-to-minute, hour-hour of experience from the time I was a child until the time I started doing this work in my trauma work. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit in the Red Book, and then I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to read a little more. So I'm actually going to read uh, a little bit just from the beginning of Chapter 1 when they talk about the laundry list. So for those of you who don't know, the laundry list is sort of what they call the problem, right? Um, what would bring us to this program, the issues that, that this program was created to solve. So um, from the descriptive power of the traits, the laundry list, ACA was born and created. In just 260 words, the laundry list describes the thinking and personality of an adult reared in a dysfunctional family. A sample of the 14 traits revealed how we judged ourselves and others harshly. 
We remain in destructive or loveless relationships because we fear abandonment. The term adult child means that we respond to adult interactions with fear and self-doubt learned as children. This undercurrent of hidden fear can sabotage our choices in relationships. We can appear outwardly confident while living with a constant question of our worth. In ACA, we believe the experiences of growing up in a dysfunctional family affect us as adults. Many of us have had successful careers but still felt disconnected from life. Some of us had experienced regular failure. We lived with a self-created calamity mixed with self-harm and self-hate. Many of us have been in the middle of success and failure. We have had fine jobs and homes, but we wondered why others appeared to be enjoying life while we guessed at what was normal. We felt like we were on the outside looking in. Whatever our past, we found no lasting help until we found ACI. Um, so I was a really good sponsee in my other programs. I was like a very good girl. I have had like my entire life, I kind of went back and forth between being like a very, very good girl. Like I'll do whatever you tell me as long as you fix me or being like extremely rebellious and not much in between. And one of the issues I was having was um, when I was talking to people in my other programs who really had the best of intentions, but stories were different than mine, they, they really put it back on me of like, well, you just need to be working, are you working your program hard enough? Are you doing enough service? Are you sponsoring? Um, are you sure you did a thorough inventory? And I felt like I had worked my other programs until my knuckles wet. Like that's how I felt. And I was really despairing. And thanks to a friend from another program who gently suggested about every, once every month or two for a year that I come to Tuesday Toolbox meeting with her. And I finally was um, available to hear that and came. And, uh, once I heard the laundry list, I was done. Like I immediately identified, thank you, with this program in a way that I hadn't any other before. And um, to hear people talk about what had happened to them as children without focusing on their part. You know, I came from a sponsorship line that made me make amends to my parents for things that happened when I was a child. Although like in no way in my life had I ever, um, acknowledged or worked on the abuse that I received, I mean, that's a really heavy load to take on, to make amends for. So I knew at a certain point that I wanted to work the steps in this program and I didn't want a sponsor because I felt that if I had a sponsor, I was just gonna fall back into show me how to live, tell me what to do. And because of my recovery and my other programs, I actually had grown a lot of faith in myself. And my relationship with myself was already starting to be restored. My relationship with a higher power, thank goodness, after multiple tries was being restored. And I had learned to start trusting myself. And I didn't want to risk creating another situation where I was putting another human being between me and my higher power. Now, to be clear, that is just me. Um, I think that there is a perfectly appropriate for many, most probably people to have a, a really, um, to, I, forgot, I don't want to say this, a sponsor-sponsor relationship in this program. Um, but I knew, I just knew that's not exactly what I needed. And I tried to set up like a, a group, like a step work group, but because of my schedule, I couldn't adhere to me every single week at the same time. So I ultimately realized that I needed to work with someone who could work around my schedule. And I started listening up for sponsors. And one uh, one meeting, it was in a Tuesday toolbox meeting, I heard somebody share 
And I just like liked the way she sounded and she put her hands up and I had kind of seen her around before and I followed her out of the meeting and I was like, hey, you said you could sponsor. We were like chatting on the corner, like by the G train for like 40 minutes or something. And it turned out that the way that she sponsored was for lack of a better term, like fairly loose. Um, you know, I would, if I worked with her, I would work the steps at my own pace contact her when I wanted to turn step work over and reach out to her if I had a specific situation I needed support with. There wasn't going to be any real structure. There wasn't going to be a week to week. She was going to be, for her own recovery and what she needed and the way she had worked the steps, like very, very hands-off. And that sounded good to me. Um, and I didn't really feel like I needed anyone to light a fire under my butt. Like, I do my step work. So, um, we got into the steps and, uh, step one was really interesting. Um, I mean, I knew a lot of step one anyway, because of my other inventories, because I had actually been coming to this meeting for a year before I started working the steps, um, for reasons I, we don't have time to get into, um, because I had been in therapy for so long. I kind of had like blurted out a lot of what had happened when I was a kid. I had watched therapists like have horror on their faces when I told mundane stories that I didn't think were a big deal. I was like, yeah, every Friday night we'd come home from dinner, my mom would walk into traffic without like any emotion on my face. Um, I didn't know that that was like a really big deal because in my house it was not like such a big deal because there were much bigger things happening. But um, one thing that was really interesting and that was the family history diagram because it started, like I really thought that I didn't come from a family of addicts. Like I didn't really understand where the pieces fit and that was really helpful. You know, and then when we got into step two, similarly, you know, um, it was not hard. Like I didn't really feel like any of it was gut-wrenching for me. I was kind of just like doing the work and turning it over and it was nice to be heard. Same with step three and, um, Honestly, even with step four, and this is really specific to me. Now, I had done really gut-wrenching step fours before, but I know it just didn't take me that long, and I got through it. And then I turned over my step five, and I, like, literally, I turned over my step five in one day. My sponsor, we did that, was we did it in person. She walked me to the subway. I had a memory from when I was a child show up that had been completely suppressed from the time I was very little, like an infant. And I walked home like in a daze and then I had like a two month mental breakdown. That was, I fell into a total practically dysfunctional depression. To this day, I couldn't exactly tell you why. That's just what happens. Like it was, it finally like all came up and things were happening in my family. Five minutes. Oh, thank you. And then step six and seven. So when I got to step six, for those of you, I'm not even saying what the steps are, but steps. So step one is we name the problem. Step two, come to believe a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Step three, turned our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand God. Step four, we do a personal fearless inventory. Step five, we share that with another and a higher power. Step six, we, we basically take what we learn from that inventory of what's not working for us and we ask to have it removed or we get ready to have it removed. And in step seven, we have it, we ask to have it removed. And I basically, in my step seven, 
fell into this huge puzzlement. Like, what am I asking to have removed? I didn't know. Like, my glaring, horrible relationships were over. I had boundaries with my family. My work stuff was okay. But I was, like, I knew that there was something to have removed. And after, like, two months of me and my sponsor kind of being, like, not sure and me reading, I went back into the book and I realized that the laundry list was the thing I was powerless over and that was what I was asking to have removed. So like in AA, we're having, you know, alcohol removed, in food programs, we're asking to have our eating disorders removed, in relationship with, like, we're having that addiction removed. So I wish I had left more time for this, um, but what I did in my step seven was every morning I read through the laundry list. we became isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. We became approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. We are frightened by angry people and any personal criticism. We either become alcoholics, marry them or both, or find other, another compulsive personality such as workaholic to fulfill our sick abandonment needs. We live the life from the viewpoint of victims and are attracted by that weakness in our love and friendship relationships. Um, and what I did was, Every morning I read that and I asked my higher power to help me see at any point during that day I was using any of these traits and to have me see it and pause and ask for a different way. Hmm. And that's what I did. And I did that for about six months to a year, like even through my other step work. And like during the day, like once I read it every single day, it was, um, we judge ourselves harshly and have our very low self-esteem. Like it became, once I read it every day and it was implanted in my head, I could see it and I could choose another way. And that's when the Bill of Rights came in and the other decision I would make. So after a couple of months of doing this, I'd also start reading the Bill of Rights every morning. And the Bill of Rights, I have the extended version and I won't read the whole thing, but I do not have to feel guilty just because someone does not like what I do sticking her feel. It is okay for me to feel angry and express it in responsible ways. I do not have to assume full responsibility for making decisions, particularly when others share responsibility for making decisions. And I can't tell you how many times in my day I was realizing I was having, when these situations would come up, I would just get like filled with fear. And all of these little decisions I was making throughout my days and therefore throughout my life were fueled by this fear, right? Fueled by fear of making other people angry, fear of being wrong, fear of being judged. Um, And we can get into like why that is, but again, we don't have time for something like that today. Um, But I was able to start giving myself permission that this was my bill of rights. And by the end of it, it just became natural when I would see, You know, it was really, I heard someone in a meeting once say that I am as powerless over my laundry list traits as I am of any other addiction that I'm trying to put down, Um, whether it be, you know, food or alcohol or drugs. And once I saw that, I was really able to have compassion. And then I was able to, in a very specific, clear way, be very clear what I was asking my higher power to remove from me and show me a new way to the point where it became automatic that my brain jumped right from, um, instead of going to my laundry list straight, started going right to my bill of rights, right? To the point where things just became a lot more automatic. And I should actually probably read these more, but I don't really have to as much. Like I still have to come to meetings and do service and all of that, but it's kind of become automatic. I don't, 
question my right um, to offer no reason or excuse to justify my behavior. I don't question my right to decide if I am responsible for finding a solution to other people's problems. I don't question my right to change my mind anymore. Um, I understand that I'm allowed to be wrong and make mistakes um, and be illogical in my decision. And it's really changed my life. And from the inside to be, um, from the inside to the outside, because I've changed, I've watched my life change. Like once I was really clear on my bill of rights, there was no longer room for uh, relationships or work situations that infringed upon those rights. Because like I was gonna, I was going to defend my rights. I wasn't going to ask anyone else's permission and therefore anybody who could not deal with that because whatever reason, I really actually don't care. It's none of my business would generally remove themselves from my life. I've decided that I didn't want to be around them anymore, or they just kind of like weren't, we weren't attracted together and like didn't really meet up in the first place. And that changed my personal, my friendships, my family, oh my goodness, is changing so much. Thank you. And my work relationships as well. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't even get into what's going on presently, but I hope that's helpful for people. And thank you all. And really thanks to everyone who's doing service at this meeting. I look forward to hearing all of you. Thank you.